You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live This Week, featuring news and commentary on This Week in Black Hollywood. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live This Week, Dario Kristen. Oh, hey, it's Black Hollywood Live this week. I am Daryl Christen, and we got a surprise song today. They tricked me on this one. I know what was coming up, but, you know, we got to get a little 30-second dance break. Maybe not 30 seconds, maybe like three seconds. Huh, huh. What, 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 what? How y'all doing today? <laughs> Joining me are my backup dancers. No, uh, Courtney Stewart. What's up, everybody? DJ Jesse J. What's up? We got a great show today. This is the first time us three have been together in a while, right? Or alone in a while. Alone in a while. We've always had guests the last month or so. I was with y'all last night. I mean, I'm just saying on the show that's together. That's true, that's true, boo. That's you know what I'm saying? We were, we're together like every we day outside the of the show. Together. That's a different subject. We spend the evenings together. Yes. Drinking some wine. Drinking, Drinking some, wine. some wine, being sophisticated. All right, we got a great show today, including some topics like Magic Johnson wants to team up with Charlie Sheen to fight HIV. Oh, you know, he made that big announcement this week. <laughs> Actress Monique gives her husband a booty call pass. Say what? Say what? Why is this the thing? I know, right? I, I don't know. Terror hits Nigeria, mm. unfortunately. Um, GQ names President Obama Man of the Year, and Tay Diggs does not want his son to be called black. But first, we're going to read the results from last week's Buzz Media question, which was, are you excited to see Chirac? Boom. You saw it. I did. You guys voted. You what are the results? What are the results, Jesse? 75% of y'all are excited. Leaving a 25% not. My people, 75, y'all 25, whatever. What would you think of the movie? I loved it. I thought it had a great message. I thought um, Nick Cannon did a great job. He had me teary-eyed at the end. I heard he is the outstanding person. That's what Tiana was saying. Uh, He's really good. To me, Tiana, the female Well, she's the star. Made the entire movie. Well, she, but she's brilliant. But I have to star. say, out of every Nick Cannon movie I've watched of Nick Cannon, mm-hmm. I appreciated this role. For him, but that's what people were saying. Had people a great were like balance. complaining, saying Nick Cannon is a gangster. What? And Tiana was actually in a couple interviews, like vouching for him. Like, yeah. no, he really does an amazing job. And Samuel Jackson, hilarious. Samuel's consistent. Samuel's consistent. I mean, is he ever not? Samuel, good, you know Angela, I mean? we expect. Tiana right. is Juilliard. We expect. Nick, you know. What was and then there? how was John Cusack as the preacher? Great. I mean, I, I definitely believed it, especially after like uh, knowing that he was based off an actual person. Um, but I have to say, there was one moment in where he's doing this preach thing, where I'm just watching this. I'm just like, oh my god, it's John Cusack like preaching to a, a black church. Like right. it was just a. There was a moment where I was like, is he wearing eyeliner? It, I just felt a little <laughs> disconnected, taken out of it. I was a little taken out of the the okay. moment. Okay. With his performance, um, but overall, consistently. I thought it was great. I think it would actually be a really interesting stage play. It did give the play. Well, I mean, it is well, a play. Well, technically, it is yeah. a play. Yeah. But to take this that and make it modern, and, yeah. I'd be interested in that. Read the play in high school. Loved it. I think it would be a great play for them to put on. Listen, you Boom. put it out there. Boom. All right. Well, we're going to um, talk about first the buzz meter question for today is... Oh, and we're going to get those interviews up for you guys next week. Really Woo-hoo. great. Spike was 
awesome. Yeah, you got a lot of people. You got Spike Lee, you got Wesley, Wesley Snipes, Wesley Snipes. Uh, Tiana uh, Nick Paris. Cannon, Nick Cannon, Tiana, and uh, what's his name? Um, John Cusack. Oh, oh, we got John too. Great. I'm impressed. All right. But Spike Lee's interview, awesome. He what? has some great things for y'all. Well, be sure to check those out on Black Hollywood Live because they will be up soon. Um, our buzzer meter question for today is: Are you upset with the new Barbie commercial? We're going to talk about that right now in Trendy Topics with DJ Jesse J. Boom. All right, so I'm sure you guys have seen it. This new Bar- uh, Bar- Mattel Barbie commercial. It's for the, how do we pronounce it? Moschino? Mome. Mome? Oh, it's Moschino. 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 Yeah. Moschino. Sorry. Moschino. I was thinking Mome because that's what we were just talking about. Um, so now here's how I came across it. I started seeing my aunt actually posted the Barbie and she was more so upset with the Barbie. She was like, you know, I remember my Barbies. They were so like different pieces. They were fun to put together. These Barbies are too serious and sexual because the Moschino are very chic. Moschino is very chic and expensive. Yeah, so she was complaining about the Barbie. So then I clicked the commercial and you know on Facebook if you see a post it tells you other people who posted the same thing in their related stories. So then I start seeing people being like, screw this commercial. They're rubbing gay in our kids' faces. They're trying to change right. yeah, um, the new generation, all this. So the whole thing is because in the video, in the commercial, there's this little boy with the most adorable little faux hawk. So cute. And he holds up the purse to the most chemo Barbie and says, it's so fierce. <laughs> He does. It's so great. And a lot of people are really upset with this. I went around to a lot of my friends and showed them this and asked them because you can always tell. You can always tell who feels some sort of way about the gay community. Mm -hmm. Um, How they felt about it. What did you guys? Did you guys see it? Did you feel some sort of way? I definitely kind saw of like- it. I definitely saw it. I mean, well, first of all, the young, the young boy in there, there, they had him dress up like young Jeremy Scott, who's the fashion designer, yep. who actually was the designer on Moschino. So that's what the whole look came from with him. Yes. Um, I, you know, it's really funny. As open minded as I am, when I first saw the commercial, it you took me aback like- for a second. I was like, "Wow, how do I feel about this?" <laughs> I really was like I was like wow how do I feel about this you know if I had a son and you know he obviously if he was into the Moschino Barbie if he was into the Moschino Barbie I mean I would accept it I mean I wouldn't take it away from him but I will say I probably would try and encourage him to maybe play with something else whatever it may be but then on the flip side I was like well why do I why would I care you know like what what is the big deal I mean it's so interesting to me because it's like I don't know like as a straight man did you ever grow up and you have sisters so like for me I was around Barbies and I'm gay but I never played with them or thought I never was in was into like the whole dress up thing but I know straight like some of my straight male friends Mm -hmm. would play Barbie with their sisters and things like that grow up and they'd be like yeah I love Barbie when I was my sister had Barbies she had the she had the Barbie it was the heads where they had the hair the hair like it was like the head part oh it was like a salon I used to cut the Barbie's hair you know what I'm saying I was a little slut and my dad my dad my dad was really (laughs) upset about it too my dad was really upset about it you know but I mean I used to that's what I'm saying that's why I was like, why do I feel some kind of way? I mean, I technically, I guess technically, I play with Barbies. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were a little um, taken aback. I was a little taken aback. But but mm. then I got over it quickly. <laughs> That's why he don't like white girls. <laughs> because of, yeah, I'm traumatized. Because your dad was like, why you couldn't never do that? Actually, it was a black Barbie that my sister had, by the way. That's, why he, don't, like that's why he don't like black Barbie. Black girls. 
Oh, here That's you go. the real reason. Is that going to be every show the topic every that Daryl doesn't like? like well, Black a girls? fan okay. had actually <laughs> <laughs> said that um, I should create a uh, competition with Courtney versus you and Daryl. I mean, you and Stefan. And I have to find another a gender war. So we'll have a battle. <laughs> I'm down with that. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think it'll be amusing. Um, but yes, but in our reality, it doesn't really matter. But I, 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 when I first saw it, I was like, wow. I think because he was like, this is fierce. Like, it'd be different if they just had him playing. He's like, I with, love Barbie. Yeah, he's like, like, this is fierce. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it was just the way that they had him play play uh-huh. it in the commercial versus just him playing with the Barbie. But then again, once again, he was they he was basically Jeremy's, little Jeremy Scott. Yeah. And so and I was like, "Well, I'm tripping. Like, what does it matter if my if my son wants to play with Barbies and play with the Barbie. play with the damn Barbie?" Mm. I literally fell on the floor laughing, and I'm pretty sure that wasn't supposed to be the reaction either. But like when he did it, I I literally laughed out loud and fell out. Like it was too much. Um, I think that <laughs> I don't even know. It's interesting, but at the same time, it's kind of like. I started to think, okay, are we just playing on the stereotype that this flamboyant gay person would be the one playing with a Barbie and right. not just a regular, like, a, yep. and I don't want to say regular gay because what's a regular gay person? Like, a regular a flamboyant, guy. A, a regular guy. Yeah. Like, it has nothing to do gay or straight. Right. He's six. He may be he nothing may, at right. this point. Like, <laughs> right. Who knows he don't, he he, don't know how he He don't know what yet. he is. Right. So, um, or he may. So, or he might, but either way, for us to project age, that on, it. It, it, but to project that onto him based on this commercial, I personally think is a little bit strange because we're projecting a sexuality onto somebody like that's six years old and playing with dolls. Right. And I just don't think that to sell a doll, we should be doing that anyway. But I also think that the dolls are sexualized and that's why it's all kind of messy, but right. whatever. Um, I think it would have been more of a statement if it was just, just specifically in this country that like I like somebody said I don't remember what I was watching but somebody said there are probably little boys like him that will Absolutely. see that and be like oh my god then it's fine for me to play with Barbies yeah, and they won't and they won't feel so on that I can weird. appreciate that but at yeah. the same time I think it would have been more of a powerful message about children instead of making him this character of a person who is Jeremy Scott who is this flamboyant fashion designer gay whatever if he was just and I don't want to say regular but just a little boy playing and not playing using with terminology playing with boys or, or whatever yeah, and just playing with the dolls right. because the dolls are fun and whatever so but that's less interesting for an entertainment commercial so right. at the entertainment level I get why they did it but at the same time it's kind of like y'all put a whole bunch of stuff on it that didn't have to be the case if right. you were really just trying to make a statement that boys can play with Barbies too yeah but which I actually would have preferred that because now it seems now like they're trying like, to say gays can play yep, with the Barbies yeah, and it's cool I agree, yeah. but if a, a oh, little boy if you're a little boy yeah. that just likes to play with Barbies because he got sisters you and he plays with Barbies, man, something ain't right. Like, because you ain't gay, you got to be that or yeah. you're not playing with the Barbies. So I think it. Put I way get too the much safety net of it being Jeremy Scott. Yeah. Because that that, 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 uh, that opens it and introduces it. It's it. like it's like well, you can't get mad at us because we didn't force the little boy. It's it's based off a character yeah. of the designer. Okay, but if you really want to make a message and you really want to get it across, because you can save lives with something like this. Because I do know a lot of boys who have played with dolls and they get in trouble for it, or they yeah. get judged for it, or they get called a pansy, a faggot, and all those other things. And so I think to put that type of masculinity with a Barbie doll, it kind of starts the stopping of that kind of bullying. Now, also, was the point to, to sell the Barbie to young boys now? 
I mean, because they, they didn't really address that. I think it's the, just the movement of it's him, Jeremy yeah, Scott, I think and it's cute and it's putting something different and it's saying I think it is I mean I do think it is also a statement for little boys who are a little bit more feminine than other boys uh, here you go here's yeah. something to kind of like it's okay to play with Barbie dolls if you want to play with Barbie dolls you can be fierce you can have a cute little faux hawk if you want to be a faux hawk I mean the little boy is adorable he's, oh, he's adorable. adorable like he's I mean, so cute I, I, it's going to be interesting to see or if they ever reveal the information on what the public has really said about this because I'm sure that I'm there's sure still a lot a lot of people who are going to have a big problem oh, yeah. with this yeah. and or what these sales for these Barbies or what are. these sales would be and it was interesting too because I was looking at kind of just uh, some of the the, the tweets around it and uh, mm-hmm. just some of the responses. A lot of the women, surprisingly, are, o- yeah. are really okay with it. I thought some of them would be like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't well, know. Well, because a lot of, like, it's just a doll. Like, that's not an indication of anything. Like, any more than a girl that wants to play with the trucks and play with yeah. Legos is an indication that she's a lesbian. Like, it just makes no <laughs> sense. But we right. live in a patriarchal society where we've decided that to masculinity has to be explained in a very specific way. <coughs> And you guys don't have, as I personally think, in some situations, as much room to move through whatever gender identity exists as a child and whatever. Like, girls wear pants and shorts, and it's fine. But a boy puts on a dress for dress-up, it's like, what is wrong? He's cross-dressing, like, whatever. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, what does it really matter? I had a friend. I have a friend who uh, was always the one who was play football, always into sports, Gay is gay to this day. Exactly. You, but you would have never, never would have even indicated growing up that he was gay it, it, in public's eye. I'll put it like that. Yeah. Now, what, you know, when you look back at it, you're like, oh, okay, maybe. But never would have guessed Because that. those are things that and we've he, decided exist. They don't actually exist. They're right. not actual indications of anything right. other than their toys or their sports or whatever. There's no indication of who you are because you happen to like baseball or you like to ice skate. Right. Like, that doesn't determine anything. But so, his dad had a big problem with it because dad was like, wow. You know, I had I thought I did all the right things yeah. f- for what a stereotypical man should, should be, be doing, yeah. and you still turned out gay. Well, you look at how many dancers there are out there. Then you, a lot of ma- masculine men look at uh, dancers and they say to them, "Oh, well, you're gay." They assume that they're gay, and yeah. a lot of them they're fucking their girls. Straight is straight. Right. A lot of them got into dancing because they liked girls, okay. right. and true. they wanted to be That's around true. the girls. So, speaking of liking girls, <laughs> maybe like too girls. many. Like you might like a little too many, and it might get you into a little trouble. So Charlie Sheen went on the scene. <laughs> Charlie Sheen been on the scene. He been on the since scene. Like been on the scene. That's a, he, he a scary scene. <laughs> well, honey, this scene it was a little bigger, a little louder than some of the scenes he been doing. But he done went on uh, to speak to uh, Matthew Matt um, Lauer. Lauer. Matt Lauer. Lauer. And uh, he came out to confess that for four years he has known that he is HIV positive undetected which let's just get that out there that does not mean he has AIDS he has HIV yes he is HIV positive so he came out to say this because I guess apparently he has been being blackmailed yes, for, for years, years. Mm-hmm. giving millions of dollars that's why he needed all them big checks from two and a half men he was paying blackmailers and he said I can't take this anymore I'm going to come out. Uh, he, you know, I guess Matt and the, his production team did a very good job of handling mm-hmm. Charlie and whatnot. And um, he came out. So now people are sitting here. They're cracking jokes. They're saying he's had sex with men, tran- uh, transgender. He likes it all. You know. Um, 
And he's saying, you know, the women that I've been with that knew that I had it, we were protected. They were under the care of my doctor um, and whatnot. So now everyone wants to jump in on the conversation. Yes. Magic Johnson. We all know HIV positive in the community. No, it's it disappeared. It's huh? not there anymore. It's undetectable. Undetected. It's undetected. still there. It's just undetected. Came out to say that he wishes that with he loves that Charlie came out with everything, but he wishes that hopefully Charlie will help him in the fight to destroy the negative uh, the negative stereotypes that come around HIV. And I'm like, well, which is interesting. After we had a conversation today earlier with someone, and they were like, "Oh my god!" When I found out that this person had HIV, I was like, <gasps> "Yeah." And it's like, girl, well, I mean, it's, it's not. It Ebola. don't just jump on you, right? Yeah, it's not it's, a bowler. And there's right. so, lots of people that you don't even know have a Dutch. I'm sure you're in contact with Ooh, on a day to day basis. And they Daily. might not even. know. And they might not even know, which is even scarier. But that's a different subject. Mm. Yeah. So the news was the, probably the biggest thing that dropped all week. They had announced they kind of teased that he was going to say something in the morning, which was gross. Sorry, yeah. just I was, I don't know. You I mean, I just, I mean, I get it. Like it's news, but we're still selling soap, so we got to tease a big story. I have HIV. Like I just feel like it just felt inappropriate to me, like on every level. Like Do you I feel like it'll it be a little more gross. accepted because it's a white male uh, who had such a, you know, big, prominent stance in Hollywood. I, I mean. A lot of people will look at a, it differently because they, it's I think that, that a yeah, white male because it's Charlie Sheen because uh, it's we can make it almost a little bit of a joke because it was well, with whores and prostitutes. Well, and, they it's interesting period because like a lot of people are like calling him a hero. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, all yours Morgan was like I applaud your strength. Like, you know, I applaud him coming out. And, I, he didn't have a choice. Uh, he did. He could I have been paying by applauding no. to come out. He, he, I do. Listen, anybody I'm, that vocally says I have this on a, especially on a platform, because it's such a no matter what, no matter if yeah, he shouldn't have did the things he did to get it. However, he has it now. After responsibility, we're in a world where people are so scared to say that they have it that they find all these reasons to not talk about it. And so I think in this position, where the only person out there that we know in the entertainment world. Easy E and Magic Johnson and Greg Louganis. Okay, Greg and so, but who's checking for any of these people, right? You know that's what I'm saying? That's true, and that's fair. I do think that there's something to be said about it being like this straight man that came forward, and here I am, and I have it again. Like it does shed light on it in a way because we definitely don't talk about HIV and AIDS like it's a big deal anymore, or especially in a straight perspective. Until so I see those STD and HIV a, billboards yeah. on Highland and Hollywood, but people, a lot of people still subscribe to the idea that it's a gay disease, mm-hmm. right. even though the gays seem to have done a pretty good job of getting their community and getting it under control because yeah. it's spreading much faster among straight yep. black women. Look, they give the HIV test at the at the gay clubs. Yeah, now. so they're <laughs> like, you walk they're right. on top of it. They're like, hey, what, you got it? All right. right. <laughs> you know? So I, I guess there's something to be said for it. But I think it was, I don't know. I don't really subscribe to this whole, like, let's call Charlie Sheen a no. hero. And, like, all the, it's kind of gross and weird. Because he could have easily gone on Twitter and be like, and done a, the same way he did his winning videos right. and craziness. Like, he could have just done a video and put it on. But, like, to make it this whole thing, it just, I don't know. But I, is it, it like, a part of, like, the uh, Caitlyn Jenner show? I just like, don't, I just don't like it, I guess. I just don't like it. It just felt 
I think, slimy to me. The, I think the it's way that it was done, it just felt slimy. Like it's almost like it's okay if you do. I these did it for press, and I did and... it to get accolades, and like it just doesn't feel right to me. And that that doesn't have any bearing of anything of intellectual whatever. Like it just doesn't feel right to me the way that it was gone about. I'm glad he's out there. I'm glad it's clear. I'm one of the people that were like, who's surprised? Like really? I, I don't like, think anyone was really surprised. So I mean. even though I think it's disgusting that he potentially or possibly could have slept with all these he, other yeah, women that didn't know. Or whatever. Yeah. I and maybe that makes me a bad person, but I would have made the assumption initially that, bro, you got something. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Like if I found out, <laughs> right? Like right. That, I tell you. But I guess that I mean, <laughs> legal, said, bro, you got something because <laughs> you live the life. And it's really funny to me that he's like, I'm so careful, and like everybody's no, dude. You obviously had like a nervous breakdown, and like we're on drugs and. He don't remember From what we can tell, like, are you sure you were really safe with all these people? Because yeah. how do you know? Because and maybe the last four years he hasn't slipped up in using <laughs> or anything. But Girl, it's gonna be a Bill know. Cosby case. Thirty well, years that's why from Bill now, Cosby's people gonna happy. come out and be like, "Well, they already coming out." <laughs> Gloria Allred got her another job. She's, yes, already, she's representing already representing two girls, two I girls, think, yeah. and two more are coming forward. Yeah. And even um, Jenny McCarthy she was, was upset today. She's upset because she played his girlfriend for a few episodes two and, and yeah. on Two and a Half Men, and it was right when he found out apparently four years ago, and she yeah. was upset that she wasn't told because she had to reveal that she had herpes. Right. But well, he didn't and have to it was funny. Her, her lawyer, well, his, his lawyer, or someone, one of the reps responded back to her and said that you were that she was on the show before he. Found out. Found out. Yeah. So well, of course, they know that. Herpes is you can catch it from sharing a cup. Together. Exactly. Where a- HIV, you're not. That's the little different. It's a little different, but at the I same guess, time, I mean, I, if you if she was just like a co-star on the show, one. Well, but if you're playing his love interest, you guys are kissing, open mouth. Like, yeah, there they, could be a sore. You know, yeah. you just, you know I just, what I mean? And if she has herpes, she might have a sore. Right. Like, so yeah, I just think that maybe that should have been disclosed. I get why. And she's then upset. not only that, but yeah, but if you have herpes, that makes it more easier for you to contract. Yeah. Because your immune yeah, system so is compromised and that kind of thing. So At least, like, maybe a conversation on the side. A little right. something. Yeah. Like, a little something, something. You got to still sign this, like, non-confidentiality yeah, agreement. You can't right. say nothing, but I'm letting you know. So I get her upset. But I don't know. It's just... Hmm. Boom. Yeah. Moving on from that, well, whatever right. your favorite TV show is, make sure you hit up our sister site, After Buzz TV. Me and Courtney do uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta over there, yes, loving hip-hop. Daryl does The Walking Dead. So whatever your favorite TV show is, as soon as it's over, head over to AfterBuzzTV.com, and we'll be over there talking about it with your favorite star. Boom. Boom. All right, move on to Gossip with Courtney Stewart. Well, gossip. Gossip. So moaning. <laughs> I'm going to grab a chunk like, of your leg up. Just grab the whole chunk of my leg because here we go. Again. So, like, what was it, three, four years ago? Three years ago we about. all knew that Monique has an open marriage, and it's come up again. I was like, is she got she got a movie coming out or something we don't know about that I'm not aware of? Because why are we talking about this? You know, in a YouTube series? Or she may be trying to get a movie. Maybe she's trying to get a movie. I don't know. But, okay, so a she did an interview. <laughs> I can't. She did an interview with a, a, a outlet called True Exclusives, and in the article, she talks about giving her husband a pass. We just had a conversation about somebody else giving a pass who was on a divorce show this week. But Monique ain't divorced. She's still with her man, and they're doing well, supposedly. But basically, she gives him a pass to sleep with other people. She says, quote, that while couples should, quote, live by their marital vows, 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 <laughs> people cheat because of something they're not getting. I can't. The solution? A pass to cheat. If couples have an open and honest conversations with their partners, it's okay to go ahead and cheat. Especially if the person your partner wants to cheat with will do something you won't do. 
what is it about that person that you find that you want to sleep with? Because they may give you something that I'm simply not willing to do. And if that's the case, how can I be mad? Because I'm not going to do it. Should I deprive you of not having it? That's when the relationship is real, real. Really? When do you decide this with your other? Is this before you get married? Maybe. Is this like after you get married when they make a mistake and you're like, okay, so I need to change up some shit because he ain't learning? Or is when they're starting to have some problems and they don't want to necessarily get divorced and it's like, you know. It's just so I can't speak for her, but I mean, she's been married to her husband, actor producer Sydney Hicks, since 2006, and they have two children together. So it's working for them. I'm, I subscribe to the theory of, you know, if you love it, I love it, but I don't. You're not down with the past? Hell no. If you, do we just not get off a story about Charlie Sheen? That's an unprotected past. Uh, but I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. Well, maybe maybe something with me. Okay, what I, it's really funny that you bring that up because I just, when I was doing my research for this, I also read another article. I should have wrote it down so I would know what I'm citing. But there was an article done about a study of whether or not um, HIV and other STDs are more transmitted between uh, monogamous couples versus uh, open, relationships. open relationships slash, you know, more experienced couples and there really was no difference with the contraction I was going to say I would bet you that's the truth and because if you're in the relationship you're in a monogamous, monogamous relationship, relationship you're, you're more you're likely to lie to lie yeah. and you're more likely to and to not check to on do yourself it, to not check yourself yeah. and you're more likely to when you do slip up so to speak you're more likely to do it unprotected because you're not prepped right. as that's something you're going to do right so that I mean and obviously any study can be adjusted and like made it look like mm-hmm. anyway so I don't know for certain, but, uh, but I to me it that. makes sense and it makes sense. And so if it works for them, it works for them. I just think that people don't, my opinion solely is that marriage is something very specific. And I feel like people, people got their own get definition. Yeah. Like, I'm like, why bother getting married? Like, just don't get married. Like, be together, sleep with whoever you want to when you want to. What's the point of being married? Like, how can okay, you well, here, let me say, say oh, I'm going to live by our vows as marriage, but it, like, think of what marriage is and what it symbolizes. Well, maybe there are vows I agree with both like of you. being with us yeah, forever. But if you get married, being, but like that's a vow of marriage is that you are committing to one person that is a vow but of everybody's marriage. decided that they can define marriage however they want, they want true to. okay let Which me ask you both this we, question is this would it make a difference if it's one pass versus it sounds like she's giving him multiple passes I initially thought it was just like well Toya's what eight four she, a year Toya right with who ex Memphis baby mama it was with Memphis. Memphis they're getting divorced though now but she gave him eight passes a year. Crazy. So eight, eight passes? Eight. So he had wow. eight days a year Damn. to do whatever he wanted, and she did not ask any questions. And they still get divorced? Did he go over to eight passes? They're Is that what they get divorced? I mean, I mean, at this point, if it's nine, like, bitch, why no, do you care? No, but what I'm saying is, here's my question. <laughs> like, it, really? You like, did it that nine day? That nine dick we had? Really? I'm done. I can't take this no right. more. Right. But what, are you, but, what, here's you what I'm saying. You one, one pass. No. Do you are you more? In, would you agree more with one pass? Like you get one pass, just one pass. No, like, no one. you don't get a pass. Look, we're not having a conversation about if you can have a pass or not. Now, if I'm you gonna give do you one pass. Now, hold up, bitch. I'm gonna give you you're one gonna pass. get no, 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 no. I'm giving you one pass. One pass. You not let me find out though. No, you but that, let me find out. What? But then, I don't want to know. Get, I'll give you one pass. I don't feel. I but feel then like, that's not giving a pass. Then I'd be out here doing it, and you will never know because I ain't gonna tell you. And then when you find out, I'm gonna be like, well, that was my one time. 
Yeah, but I have to agree upon that. I mean, one pass. I'm just saying. I think that nowadays is really tough for people. That that I be, think that it is. I think it's tough for people to be married now. Daryl's cheated. That's why he's saying this. <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. You should not say that. A cheater would be the only I have, person. I have cheated to. in a relationship before. Yes, I have. That really um, makes me so disappointed. But, well, you know, I was young. You know, I was young. Was so, she white? Just playing. Yeah, she was real white and blonde and blue eyed. No, she was not. Damn it. Um, her so, name was Amber. Her name was Amber <laughs> Becky. No, that bitch was Becky. <laughs> Amber no, Becky. Um, but all jokes aside. You guys are so racist. <laughs> no, for all you white viewers that listen to us, we're not racist. What about your fucking white host? <laughs> Who's white? Oh, there we go. So, um, let no, him say his point. Yes, please Jesse. let me say my point. Please. <laughs> that all Cabernet right. is getting to you. So, my <laughs> point is, is that I. As much as I believe in the institution of marriage, I think that nowadays with just what we're faced with in marriage, that it is really tough to stay married to someone for like 30 years without having any feelings towards anyone else. And I'm not saying it is right. I'm not saying it is wrong. But what I'm saying is that I would be willing to give one pass if I didn't know about it. If you fall in love with that person, that's a different thing. If you are multiple, having multiple, you know... Situations. situations with that person that's one thing but sometimes people screw up and once again I'm saying it's right or wrong but I'm saying if you out in Vegas with your girls and something accidentally happens I'm saying Vegas but maybe Vegas is a bad example wherever you want to be but and something happens that you know I think that people are just human and but mm-hmm. now if you are doing multiple things and you're going behind my back or I'm going behind your back all the time that's a whole different category and subject my, that's my personal my only belief. question to that is is there are you actually speaking of the path of forgiveness versus giving a pass right because i'm a firm believer that being with somebody for a very long time is very difficult and people are human and we can't always give each other what we need and something could happen right so forgiveness can be seen as a pass to a lot of people because you decide to deal with it and get through it whether you've know all the information about it or not is one thing but to go into a marriage saying I know you're going to fuck up here's three days that you're allowed to fuck up and I will look the other way to me is a very different thing because if 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 it's never your intention to be your best then why right. accept that as a marriage that's just I, obviously I, opinion listen, like I don't get, get me I wrong get I, I, I'm you totally said you would give one pass I would give one pass So, I I, but I wouldn't want to here's the thing I feel my, like ego, I my, my ego is so heavy that I wouldn't be able to know about it if I knew about it I, I would I would always probably never trust you then because but then you always know about it yeah. because you there's a pass. So you know that the pass is being used because you've already said Be as the pass, structure though. of our Be relationship, you are allowed to cheat know. on me at least once. But see, and I feel like in this situation, though, Monique and uh, Toya are looking at it like, well, they're in this lifestyle where they're they, men. where they could be in Vegas with their boys. And, you know, things happen. And I haven't seen them in three months. And, you know, and here's what I have to say to that is that there are men who go overseas for how long there. You know, I mean, and, you know, I don't know what everyone out there doing, but I mean, I know <laughs> like that some people, out there, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, there it gets to a point of when you commit to marriage, this is what I, I, I look at. And there I, we won't get into that part about the gay marriage thing, because I have an understanding of what marriage. I don't think it has to do with it. A sexual orientation. Well, I, I mean, I, personally, I, I do. I feel like the word marriage comes from a specific situation. Now, a ceremony, a tying, a union, and all that, sure. But marriage, I understand where the word marriage comes from. And so, but beyond all that, 
when it comes to this situation, I just look like Mon- I look at Monique and Toya, they just gave up. And it's like, look, you know what? I don't want to deal with these certain issues or this kind of thing anymore. Or I, maybe they don't love something within them- side themselves all the way that they feel that that's okay for them to open that door for these men. I'm I don't know. fine just- with you to knowingly choose on a regular basis, whatever that is, once a year, twice a year, every other year, whatever, that you are wanting and willingly sharing yourself with someone else in a way that you vowed would only be between me. Now, when it accidentally happens, yep, it's something different. different. But when you're selecting that as your option, to me, it's just strange. Because then you can I be what you're looking for. It. I'm it's like, like well, so you are looking for it because you know I have pass. eight passes yeah, a year. But that's what I'm saying. That's I mean, that's why I said one pass versus like ten <laughs> passes. I mean, I, that's to me, that's not. Then it's not a pass. Honestly, that's forgiving somebody for slipping up. How many situations have you been in in this industry where? You know, you're in the entertainment world, and your girl ain't. So you got two totally separate situations. How many times have you been put in a situation where something could have happened and nobody would have ever known? Oh, I'm sure. How many times? But (laughs) every day you're here, right? Right here, you and Cordy. But I'm just saying. But I'm saying when I've been in a okay, when I've been in a relationship, I've been put in that situation as well. (laughs) No, I want to. Daryl has no idea what's going on. We're having. I don't even know what Cordy is talking about. We're having a conversation. I'm with you, Jesse. Go ahead. Use yourself as the example, Jesse. He. We're gonna take it off of you. All right. So you. So you ain't texting no one after this. I was like, I didn't do nothing. No, I'm kidding. See how they treat me on this. Well, the bottom line, I think what you're getting at is that you're in situations all the time consistently. And you hold your temptation. And you hold your temptation out of respect and whatever. And it's interesting to me that they 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 talk a lot, specifically Monique talked a lot about how it's about respect, it's about respect, it's about respect. And um what is maybe she needs to I need to speak to her so she can define what respect respect is to me. How many times have you wanted to kill somebody? Oh, I just want to kill that person. Do you do it? No. Right. No. How many times have you want to run somebody over? Why or not? Bump because there's consequences. You're constantly that. triggered in those ways emotionally for a variety of reasons, which is the same thing in a marriage. You're going to constantly be triggered because a marriage is challenging, a marriage is work, and like trying to be faithful is not easy. Hmm. But you're constantly triggered all the time. Does that mean, okay, well, it's the one thing in life, like I'm triggered, so I deserve to act out? Jesse okay, well, let me ask this. Marriage. Okay, so let's. Okay, because I don't want to like make this subject super. Yeah, we super talk about this a lot. But my yeah, last thing, important. my last question to you <laughs> is that on, on the View, they were discussing the same subject yeah. today, right? And Joy Bear said that she gave her husband five people that he could sleep with, and it, it, not a pack. Yeah, but they were but wait, like wait, famous wait. people. But, but the, and he, and he, she gave him five people that he could sleep with. One was like Holly Berry, Halle you know, Berry, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I don't remember the others. Would you be willing to do that? Give your your person five. If people, my man three worked people, at Dunkin' Donuts, people. I would say he could sleep with any five celebrities he wanted. But if my man is a PR agent out here in Hollywood, I ain't saying that because he could be fucking Justin Bieber all the time. Like, no, we ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd they do that? Where they do you that? know what I'm saying? On the like, yacht. That's <laughs> where they did it. On the yacht. I always take it as a joke. <laughs> as a joke. Like, oh, if Oprah came, I'd be gay. Because, right, you know, like, but like that's a joke. Like not in real life. Like we joke about that. That's your past. Like for fame. Yeah, it's like when I joked with Sally Richardson when she was on the show that I said that you except know, except it wasn't really. A joke. It Did that a joke. get taken into real context that you wanted to bring that up right now? I don't know why. I Is even that said one it. of your passes? <laughs> Is that Cabernet? On that note, we'll move on. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys figure out your own passes. Everybody grow and do whatever you want to do and what but be works safe for about you. It. We're going to talk about something a little it, more though. serious. Yes. Um, so. 
So this week, obviously, we've uh, come off of the attacks in Paris and lots of support for Paris and all kinds of things. But there's also been quite a bit of tragedy going on in quite a few other places other than Paris, um, one of them being Nigeria. And on Tuesday in Yola, Nigeria, there was a bombing in a fruit and vegetable market right around dinner time where people are like buying their fruit and vegetables and livestock and whatnot. And uh, it killed about 32 people and injured another 80 people. And then literally like the next day, 400 miles northwest in the city of Kano, there were two bombings that killed another 15 people Mm -hmm. and injured like 123 people that was at like a mobile phone market. And just last month, there was a mosque that was bombed in Nigeria and killed a ton of people and horrible, horrible, horrible things. Most of these attacks have been attributed to Boko Haram, who has recently, sort of recently, um, pledged allegiance to the Islamic State. Mm -hmm. So they are not ISIS themselves, but they pledge allegiance to ISIS on a certain level, I guess, is what the argument is. Great. Um, Which is crappy. Um, but uh, the the interesting thing is that Boko Haram actually, like, they started to sort of evaluate it, I guess, recently. Um, and Boko Haram has been basically labeled by uh, Newsweek and some of the um, reporting agencies as being the most dangerous yeah. uh, they beat terrorist ISIS. group. They beat ISIS yeah. because they've killed more people than ISIS. I think the number is 6,664. And then uh, ISIS has killed over 6,000, like 6,073. So they're, like, in yeah. close competition, but, like, very awful, obviously, for both of them. Um, um, there is a lot of sort Which, of... This is the same as Bring Our Girls Back. Yes, yeah, they were the they ones that took, took the, the girls, girls out of Shibuk, Nigeria. And they've already killed 2,000 people this year alone. Yeah, alone. So the the terrorism, it's it, the reason that it's sort of... It, it, it's been in the news. A lot of people have been complaining. It's not on the news. Why is it not on the news? It's been in the news. It just depends on where you choose to yeah. get your news, number mm-hmm. one. BBC you is have, People need to recognize that like your basic news channels and you're in America specifically and your basic like CNNs are not going to give you everything you need to know. Especially so you with need Paris to going on right now. Yeah, you need to broaden your horizons in general. Um, but that's not to say that I excuse the networks that sort of don't really give the same coverage, but there was lots of things on social media because people were upset like, oh, all this support for Paris and all these like Facebook changes for Paris. Um, Facebook came under fire also because um, they had not activated the safety check feature which they generally activate when there's been like a um, natural disaster. But apparently when the Paris attacks happen, they made a decision to activate the safety check, but they had not activated it for Nigeria. Wait, so what is a safety check? On basically, it's on Facebook. You can go on and basically like check something to say, I'm safe. So if people are trying to find you or whatever, because cell oh. phones, you may not be able to reach people and that kind of thing. It, you at least know via Facebook that they're alive and they're okay. And eventually, hopefully, are able to get in contact. So generally, they are. They say that it was generally only done during natural disasters, but they activated the feature when the Paris attacks happened, and people were kind of like looking at them sideways, like, "But wait, there was a bombing in Nigeria. There right. was a bombing in Beirut just before the Paris things happened, and you didn't activate it for these people. Why is that so not why just is always special? on? That's an interesting question, which we don't have the answer to. But they have since activated it, so you people in Nigeria are able to use it and act, um, check their safety check on Facebook. Um, and people are also posting their flags on Facebook because whatever the little app is or whatever mm-hmm. that you can change your profile pic wasn't floating around for Nigeria. So people just started posting themselves. And there's all this argument back and forth like, oh, we don't support this. Oh, we don't support that. The bottom line is we need to support all of it mm-hmm. yeah. because we're all in danger. <laughs> and, it, and it's all a problem. And it's all scary. And it's all very tragic and sad. And I'm really actually depressed. 
just yeah. having to talk about it this yeah. little bit. But and yeah. I mean, we've been talking about Nigeria for, for a while. For a while. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. And I, I think that's part of, you know, people kind of feel like it kind of like, oh, it comes in like randomly, like the girls. And then suddenly nobody cares about, about it. I mean, I, honestly, nobody knows what happened. When I started looking at this story, I. Look, I had to look and find out like what is the updates on the girl, the where, school girls. Where, yeah. where are we at with where this? Nowhere, nowhere. There's yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? And that's scary and really sad. You yeah. know, and so it's like almost that's group, why they're bigger than ISIS because no one cares. And this group is increasing and they're doing more and more things. And we really need to pay attention to this. So please support, pray for Nigeria because it's it, we need to be aware of what's going on and really help help Nigerians support this cause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While we're, while, we're, while we're doing all these other tweets and, <laughs> tweeting, and, what, and tweeting our food and what we like to do, we Learn need to support Pray for Nigeria. Snapchat we, filters. we should support it and we should also educate ourselves about not just like, because part of it, like, and there's it's funny because there was also arguments sort of about online and on Facebook and things like, oh, everybody like suddenly decides they're activists when like tragic things happen it's true. or whatever. It's true. And that's a point to sort of take into account. The bottom line is we live in Western civilization, culture, whatever, where we have been fairly safe for the yeah. most part for quite some time. There are people that live under these conditions with bombings and feeling unsafe and not being able to go to school and things like that all the time. All the time. Yeah. The safety is not a norm for a lot of people. And it's And we take it for and granted. It's e- and we take it for granted. And it's easy to do that when you don't have to experience that every day. But I think if nothing else we need to like pay attention now because guess what? It's not safe. Yeah. And it may not be safe here for quite some time. That's true. All right. Well, thank you for that, Courtney. Thank you. Um, called her bro. Bro. No, it sounded like it's oh. her. I, I call her bro. Um, but speaking of bros, there is something that you could do with your bros, which is go to DraftKings.com and play some fantasy football. I don't have any bros. Well, you got bros right here. So okay. we could play fantasy football together. You know what I'm saying? And all you need to do is go to Codename Black. And there are lots of prizes that you can win up to. Wait, you go to Codename Black or you go no, to DraftKings? You go to DraftKings.com and use Codename code Black. Got it. And what, there's lots of prizes. There's up lots to $10 million worth of prizes. The yeah. first prize is $2 million. The yes. second prize is $1 million. People are playing it and people are winning. People are winning. I, you know, I haven't win won yet, money. but I need to win. I would like to go on another vacation. I would like, I would so like a, I would I like a my $10,000. Uh, listen, I don't even need 10000 Give me, no, I'll take I five. Do. No, I need ten. Or 1000 Give me 1000 I need mega millions at this point. I'm down with that. That's another conversation. But go to DraftKings.com, <laughs> enter code name black, get your fantasy football on, and have lots of fun. And if you win some money, let us know because we'll tweet about it and maybe you can share some. It's with really us. funny. I had weird ideas about what fantasy football were. Was, was it a fantasy? It I, I have my own idea. I was like, ooh, fantasy football. Like it just doesn't sound sounds like dirty. what it actually is. No, sounds dirty. Well, that, I have that's a fantasy to you, Dario. No, Everything me too. Sounds dirty we're to talking me. about your life. I feel like here's this, my thing about football. You know, on the Super Bowl they do the um, lingerie Super Bowl. Yeah, I feel like there should be a male version. I feel like we should take the hottest men in the NFL and make them play in some like booty underwear. That's because we're gay. I know. You wouldn't want to see that. No, because they already basically most do girls that. don't want to the, see the dicks flopping around. They wouldn't be flopping around. Not like in some nobody wants Under to. Armor. But then it's like uh, you wouldn't no. want to see them play football with no shirts on. No, it's way hotter that they're in their tights. Like you can okay, see their butt. Right, what women about are the visual, what about Jesse. The tights, women are no visual. Women are visual, tights? just not like that. What about just tights, no shirt? I mean, that, but then like quality. attacking each other, yes. like falling all over each other. No, like I'm you need to be it. falling over me to that's make the, it hot. That's like, so the man in you. I'm yeah. into it. I want to see men just. 
I don't even watch oh, football well. like that, but all right, well, <laughs> Jesse will be playing. Jesse just, just had his football. own fantasy. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's my, a I'm gonna have Michael B. Jordan playing him. He has a different fantasy football. Yeah. I'll on come that see one. that though. All right. I I'll bet you will. Sure uh, will. Before we move on to the ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week, I want to give too. a quick shout out to a couple people who have been really great with giving us comments, such as Sky Green Four Six Eight, Frugal Fabby, Leah Stream, Jesse J, Lovely Quills, and Serenity. Q26. Thank you, thank you. So thank you for watching the show, listening to the show, and giving us lots of comments and feedback. We love y'all, and we definitely pay attention to this, and we're going to you know, continue to pay attention pay to this attention and to give it. us more feedback. All right, moving on to the ERR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. <laughs> oh, shout out to the Chicago um, Blackhawks. Who's the Blackhawks? Or Redskins? Who's the one with the Native American face? Redskins. Redskins. They're changing the logo. What? Finally. Well, they've been talking about that for well, a while. Well, they finally so, approved yeah. of the logo. It's a oh. hawk with feathers. Okay. Oh, okay. Still a little. Right. Uh, well, what are they calling? They're Blackhawks now. I don't know. What I are they calling? Because the big thing is the name. They they yeah. they agreed on the picture at least. So I just saw that right before we came. Oh, in. So. All, right. all right. Mark, will you do me a remix of the Euro Web Story Spotlight of the Week? Because I like that music. One more time. One more time. We don't want it to fade out. One more again. One more. One more Euro Web. Oh. There you go. <laughs> and applause. Thank you. All right. This story has been making the news this week. We know about My Brother's Keeper, the plan that Obama had put into place to help young black men, um, kind of to change the lifestyle of young black men. Well, now they have the female version of this, and they're putting in $118 million in initiative to help women of color and girls of color. Uh, the female initiative will be a five-year deal. And the goals for the program are to bring women and girls out of poverty, uh, reduce the number of school suspensions, encourage more women to pursue STEM specialties, and their overall efforts is to better educate women in health, education, uh, economic conditions, just make lives a lot better. Um, the program is set and, and was actually... Um, uh, the money is coming from the Miss Foundation for Women and Prosperity together. They pledged $100 million. Oh, wow. And then the rest of the money came from the Collaborative to Advance Equity through Research. Um, they'll also collect data information, identify struggles and challenges faced by women, and really trying to get a overall um, solution to the problems that are affecting young black women and women of color. So what do you guys think about this program? Great. Finally. Finally. Praise the Lord. I mean, what's there really to say? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like pretty thank much. You. Thank you. I mean, that's a Just lot of money. 118 don't million. Wander the money yeah. through bureaucracy yeah. and red tape, and it'll be amazing. Yeah, like it actually gets the girls and support the whole. Uh, introduce the girls to STEM careers, and that yeah. we need science, technology. I think what is it? Science, technology, science, and technology medicine. Science, technology, and medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Keep we need elevating. That. Keep elevating. Shout out to the White House and to Obama for that. Keep trying. Uh, Obama also got a very prestigious right. award again this week. He was Sexy named mother. GQ Man of the Year. Yes. You see him on the cover. It's a fly ass cover too. Yeah, I, got, it is. You know, I, I, I love it's this cover. Nice. It's nice. It's his second time gracing the cover for GQ. Uh, I think Obama's like fifty. Did he now? turn fifty? I think he turned yeah. fifty now. He he's 50. he's showing. Like I mean, I can't. Every I mean, president shows. Yeah, they all show. Oh, they, they all. That was very aggressive. That was very aggressive. I felt like Bill Clinton looked like Bill Clinton his whole time. Well, no. no if you look at him you in the beginning, the beginning and then look at if you yeah, especially two term presidents, that's true. if you look at a picture when they first go in and when they come out, like you can see the stress. You can see that stress. Yeah, so you much. it really shows with Obama yeah. though, because you know black don't crack, but like it's not a lie. I mean. 
mean, he's but, aged, I mean, but I think he still looks good, though. He, he doesn't look great. Especially, and sometimes he lets his hair go black gray. Yeah. Here's the thing. Just because you get old, it don't mean that you makes you look bad. He just looks older. Like, yeah. Oh, I thought you were throwing shade on that. But I also think he came in at a time when, like, you ate, like... Not for, I don't want to speak for all black turning. people, but like you know, it's kind of like up until about like you know forty five, the black folks kind of still look like they would when they was like thirty five, right. and so then all of a sudden, like you sort of cross that fifty threshold, yeah. and like you can kind of see an aging. And I just it's funny because I noticed that in my parents, like they looked the same for a long time, and then suddenly they crossed like sixty, and it was like, oh, now I can see like yeah, a but you also, he, he's also got tremendous stress. <laughs> yeah, around, I agree. You know? It's like so, stress. I mean, for his, sure. it's different I think a it's just bit. it's so interesting because you don't look I don't know I don't look at my president in a sexual manner any president of mine in a sexual manner but Obama. you can you know what I mean like when he first came you out you said but I knew but, where we were going when no, you said like, but because uh, what was um, who was going up against Bush last the, the last term oh my god uh, um, the last term Kerry Ke- thank you when he was on the Rolling Stone you, cover and uh, he had the damn pubes they they had said he they he, he air they um wait Bush was on his, the Rolling no, 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 Stone Carrie was on John, John Kerry was on Rolling Stones cover and it was either John Kerry or Al Gore I can't remember who it was but he was on a Rolling Stones cover Those and someone came out to say that they had fluffed his pubic hairs to make his package look bigger wow. Why don't you just put a sock in there? And so that, to me, was like, why are they trying to sexualize our president? And then when Obama came out, it was like, oh, well, he is a cute president. You know what I mean? If we're going to have a president, it's going to be cute. Well, I mean, mean, you you could take it back to the days of JFK. I mean, they all, you know, they loved him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, outside JFK, I don't think anybody Nobody else. Nobody's been, like, I mean, he died Bill, Clinton, Bill Clinton had a, a, a He had sex swag, but he swag. wasn't, like, like, JFK, like, was, like, swoon-worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Women then, like, I feel like nobody swooned again until, until huh? Obama. One term? Yeah, because he died in yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why he had that image held with him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So, he probably would have looked like he was 90 by his time, because he was, um, in 1960, if he stayed yeah, for two terms, by 68, he would have been, like, Okay. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, you know, also, um, there's just a couple of quotes. If you pick up the GQ with <laughs> Obama on the cover, they did an interesting article with him. And so I pulled a couple of the excerpts from it that uh, I thought were kind of cool. He said when asked if he could travel back in time, what would he tell himself? You know, the previous Obama. He said, <laughs> I would prefer I would probably <laughs> right? tell myself to communicate more effectively early on than I did. Mm. Um, he oh, another question was, would you. Would he answer a call? Who would he answer a call with in the middle of a date with Michelle? He said the first answer was Malia and Sasha. Second was his mother in law. Third was National Security Advisor. And fourth was the Chief of Staff. All right. And then uh, he said his, his biggest presidency perk was flying on Air Force One. And uh, who would he enjoy campaigning against? He said Donald Trump. Yeah, that would have been super amusing, yeah, by so the Donald way. Trump, I so. think that would have been amazing. I think that's kind of cool. So, yeah. Um, you know, shout out to Obama. Great job, man. Um, Congratulations. You know, you did well deserved it. You got style and swagger, too. Holla. All right, our last story of today is involving actor Tay Diggs. He was recently uh, talking to the Grio, and what he was talking about was just his son and being black and actually being biracial. Uh, he was married to, a, is it Adina? Adina Menzel. Menzel, mm-hmm. um, who is an, uh, uh, <laughs> or according to John Travolta, I don't know what Menzel. Right, he did mess up her entire <laughs> like, Whatever. Adina right, yeah, Menzel sings Frozen, uh, Let It Go Let and it Frozen. Go. She's an amazing Broadway. She's also, Alpha Book, Wicked, and yeah. what's her name from Rent? Rent. Yes. I don't remember the girl. Her voice is sick. She's, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's, 
she's, she's amazing. phenomenal. And well, they, she looks she, like, what's her name from Glee? She looks well, like look, Leo, the girl from Glee. Like looks, Leo, oh, she yeah. plays her she mother on Glee. She played her mom. Yeah. They look very similar. Well, I was disappointed when they... They were married and they were divor- they got divorced, but they have a son. And when asked about what Tay wanted his son to identify with, he said he wanted his son to be identified as mixed and not African-American or black. Mm. And this is his reasoning why. He said, I don't want my son to be in a situation where he calls himself black and everyone thinks he has a black mom and a black dad. And then they see a white mother and wonder what's going on. And what do you guys think about that? I mean, I, get, I read it, and I get what he's saying to an extent. It kind of falls in the raven Simone category, though. <laughs> because it's like, in this world of whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I look at it all the time when people say, you're white, you're white, you're white, you're white. It's like, okay, cool. I accept that my skin color is of lighter context than yours. However... When I growing up in kind a of. growing up in a situation where you know I'm surrounded by a lot of Cape Verdean, Native American, African American, and they're talking about who the white person is, and I'm I start thinking, well, wait, I'm not that white person. My family ain't that family. My family now I understand the privileges that come along with having this color skin. I understand that. However, you're you by you calling me that and associating it with this white boy I'm not that same white boy so it's kind of like if I was to call someone African American which it's kind of interesting to call someone African American they take offense when they're like well my family's not from Africa like I can trace my family but we can all trace our families back you know what I mean and you get into that kind of stuff and so I can understand him saying especially as a little boy when someone to have to grow up in a mixed family and people like oh you black you black and then your mom comes around and everyone's like that's not your real mom or and all that and to have to ha- have to go through that I can imagine like always having to go that would just be horrendous and I wonder what kind of a disconnect you would actually start to grow towards if any you would grow towards your mother if you felt like my mom doesn't understand me or do I really come from my mom or to even years wake up into that <clears throat> and then have to say to dad like dad is that really mom like people say I'm black but I'm not I'm half I'm white you know, I, so I can understand what he's saying. Well, here's the thing. However, so, I mean, I get how media is going to take it and be like, <sighs> well, no, okay. I mean, yeah, media is taking it away. But then here's the thing: it go. A lot of people want to diminish the the word of 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 putting labels on things I, anyway, I, because of the fact of you necessarily just because you look black that you're black, even though your mom may be white. Because it goes back to slavery terms when they used to say if you are one percent. You You're know, African American, you, you are black. black. You know, there's no in between. No matter who your mom is or your daddy is, whatever. You got some black blood in you, you're black. Now, I agree with Tay Diggs in one regard of technically his son is mixed. His mother is white. His dad is black. But there are a lot of tweets that were going out about this. And surprisingly, a lot of tweets were actually for what Tay was saying. Mm-hmm. But then there were a couple that did make me think differently about it. There were a couple of tweets that said, you know, at the end of the day, when his son walks into a room, his son is not going to decide what race he is. People are going to decide what race he is. And yeah. they're going to automatically, when you look at his son, they're going to think that he's black, more than likely. So it's going to be decided for him. So, you know, for uh, for for Tay to be making these statements, I don't want my son to be labeled black, I'm going to be labeled mixed. I, is that really realistic? Because... You're, people are going to have a perception of him when he walks into a room regardless. They're not going to um, care that his mom is... They're not going to say, oh, well, he's lighter-skinned, so his mom might be white. They don't care. No. I mean, I guess that's what... Whatever. That's like the artist in his brain that's just like, if we lived in this fluffy world of 
no race and things don't matter. He's just black and he's white and he can be both and it's great. So, like, yeah, for him, like, growing up, being able to say I'm mixed, I think there's power in that for him because there is there are challenges when with feeling like having to choose. And I have some personal experience with that because my boyfriend's daughter is black and white. So I, I, and watching her grow up is interesting to see how she starts to identify with her blackness versus her whiteness. She definitely still considers herself mixed, but she's overwhelmingly moving towards her blackness, which is kind of weird to watch. Well, I want to ask you a question within that. This might be, like, real personal, and we can talk about afterwards. But with you being a role model in her life, do you – like, because, like I was just saying about Tay's son, if years into it, you start hearing that from people and then you start disassociating yourself with your mother or even and when I say disassociating it's the the moment where he has to ask his father and say is that really who am I really this because people no. say I'm that do you feel like because you are a role model in her life that she is starting to more recognize you're, you're grooming that? her she's seeing you on a and she relates day. you because skin tone wise yeah. she right. can relate to you versus her mother I think that there is uh, I think that as she's aging, because I've been in her life since she was a little bit before she turned one. So I think that as she ages, she is starting to see that she is received as a person of color. Mm-hmm. And to understand what that means and to navigate that is an interesting world for her because that's not something she's educated on in her mother's home because that's not her mother's right. experience. Whereas, but living with her mother she still experiences her life as a brown person because she's obviously brown compared right. to her mother. Right. So I think that it, it just comes with age and the fact that culture and people outside of you are who how it's going to be how you're necessarily received in the world and you have to determine how you're going to work with that right because you can run around because even and that's why like even though tay said what he said like he's still in the other breath he was asked on tmz like so would you be fine with him like identifying as white he was like i mean he can try but like that but that's not what the world's going to see him as so i think he understands that totally clearly and like respectfully and i it's interesting that this came up because actually that's probably the smartest thing i think i ever heard Halle berry say when she was sort of talking about how she grew up and she was raised by her white mother and but her white mother taught her that she was black because the world was going to see her as a black woman and so she felt like she identified as black and always would identify as black and she didn't identify as mixed and all this other stuff so i it's a crazy interesting whatever I think it's cool that like you let your kids say I'm mixed because they shouldn't have to choose. They like, shouldn't have to and choose. And it sucks for them to have to choose yeah. because then they're like, well, wait, I'm kind of like, eh. and then you're denying one side of you're your denying one side of who you are, right. and it's difficult. But I do think that as they continue to experience life in this country as it is, because the reality is it ain't really going to change anytime soon. They will determine that you know the blackness of me becomes more relevant because of the way that I walk through the world with my skin color. So yeah. I. It's interesting, but go Tay. I mean, support okay. your white wife and like support well, the white culture. Ex-wife. Ex-wife. That's right. Ex-wife. They should just get back to. Her. I really no, like them. He's dating somebody else. He totally is dating somebody yeah. else. But like, they is it were a white so girl. She's light skin, yeah. I think. No, I think she's light skin. That's no, all. She's, all right, well, maybe she's, she's white. white. She's you know, Adina looked like she could be Persian or something. She does. All right. Well, that concludes she was like Russian. That's what like something else. Oh. She's something else, but she's still white. Um, that concludes the this week episode. Not that it matters at all. We are pro love in this in this studio. Pro love. Whatever. 
whatever makes you happy. Just don't hurt nobody. And put a strap on it. Put a strap I on mean, it? I mean, strap it up. Wrap Sorry. it up? Wrap it up. Okay. Sorry. I'm like, strap it up? How do you do that, Dario? Is that something? That's something different. Like, That's a different show, but we'll talk about Wrap it up. Wrap it up. We'll talk about what I just talked about next week on next week's show. We'll talk about how Dario straps it up Wait, and we're going to be... Oh, wait. Yeah, next week. Never mind. All right. Okay. So yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. Okay. Right, we'll uh, Jesse, wait. Jesse, where can fans find you? Hit me up. I'm right. I'm on Twitter right now. Hit me up right now at DJ Jesse J. Courtney, <laughs> you stupid. I'm at Stuart Starlet. And you can find me at Daryl Kristen on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this week. Tweet us. Let us know uh, what you want us to talk about next week because you guys were doing that today and we changed some of the topics and we loved we it. So you. continue to do that and let us know what we should be uh, talking about on this show. Chat, we'll chat. see you next Bye. week. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. Bye. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.